0: Welcome in to another edition of the the Cake Podcast episode, episode. 488. Charlie here, Mitch here. What's happening? Well, everybody's having a good Thursday. We're back on our normal Wednesday t- night tape, Thursday morning post schedule. So, those who were uh, not maybe digging the Friday shows, uh, we're back at it. Um, this is also the last uh tapping the keg podcast for the week uh i am out of town the rest of the week so there'll be no friday pod sorry to disappoint for all of you we'll try to do a little bit on the socials tapping the keg and tapping the keg sports my man mitch what's happening dude how you doing great fantastic uh yeah we probably
1: throwing off some people's weeks that's a that's a long time to wait for our podcast all the way until
0: friday right the anticipation the anticipation is probably just killing people right like they're just like when when is it going to drop like hey they're
1: just completely lost all week they don't even right. they don't they're like they don't know
0: they're like you know, when, i have to when they I get asked
1: to, about about the uh, the goings-on in the sports world they just have no no frame of reference without us so for, we, we had had to move it up
0: a, a day this week again Verbal, verbal viral video when, like, the K- Cleveland Cavaliers are looking sad when Gordon Hayward uh, hurt his knee, like Jay Crowder, and they're all on mm-hmm. one knee. Like, that's basically people uh, with tapping the keg not dropping until the end of the week. Right. So, got to
1: gotta, gotta but, bring it
0: back. And I'm sure people will get sick of hearing me. They're like, I've heard him now four straight days. Like, I need a little variety. I need a little spice in my life. So, yeah. Uh, that's, well, especially
1: when, you know, your takes are. Getting to be more and more questionable, I think every oh, with uh, each, each passing passing week. Oh uh, man, are you so saying I'm, gotta, are you, I got I got I got to check you?
0: Are you saying I'm starting to become a suburbanite? Um, because you know <laughs> oh. we've we've called out some friends of ours who remain nameless where they got to the suburbs and their takes instantly got bad. So <laughs> I I I don't want to become a suburban sports remain fan. nameless. But if you listen to this all the time, I yeah, you probably you know. can figure yeah. it out. Yeah, if you know um, you if you know, you know, uh shout out to Pusher T. Pusher T. There you go. That sounded about as white as I could fucking get. Uh pusher T. Push T. Yeah. That's more just a Wisconsin dialect thing than anything else. Uh but we have an awesome show today. Um, we're talking Christmas lists for sports van Wisconsin sports fans. Pick out a couple things, we'll explain that. We're gonna talk about why Brooke Lopez should have been on Bill Simmons trade value. We'll make the case to our Uncle Bill. Uh, We'll also talk about if the Brewers, where they moved up on the contender list uh, with the William Contreras trade. I swear to God, it's going to be very hard to do William and Wilson. Like, we might just have to call him Bill just for the sake of me not fucking it up. Because I fucked it up in my uh, Twitter post, and a Cardinals fan so nicely called me out on that, Um, which I deserved it. I fucked up. Uh, But, you know, and I couldn't even get Twitter blue. I was going to sign up for Elon Musk's, you know. I was gonna pay the pay just to edit it, and nope, I was not eligible for some reason. So it, it is what it is. I move on. But ready to roll, man. What anything else before uh, before we get started? Let's get into it. All right. So we're it's Christmas season. Uh, we are inching closer and closer. Eleven days. Get your shopping done. Um, maybe as I've said, leaving reviews is the only gift that I really want um, from you guys, the listeners. And I think Wisconsin sports fans have things on their Christmas list, things that they want. Um, You know, maybe they're pie-in-the-sky things, like some people who might want a PS5 or uh, a car or something crazy. Um, There are probably sports equivalents to that. Then there are some people who want something kind of practical, like an air fryer, for example, that that are reasonable asks. And we're going to pick three things, both of us. Um, We'll go back and forth. And these can be personal, or these can be so like something that you as at Mitch as a sports fan, me as a sports fan want, or what we think the collective fan base wants um, as sports fans. So, Mitch, why don't you kick us off? Uh, what is on the? If you were sitting on Santa's lap, and Santa would probably, you know, breathe heavy. Same with me. Um, what what would be that first thing you're asking him? Oh
1: man, should I go right with with the spiciness right away?
0: I mean, might as well. I know where you're going.
1: Oh, you do. I think so. Um. Oh well, well I I would be surprised. Um. But maybe. Um, I think right away I will go on a, for Wisconsin sports fans Christmas list. This one is probably for me and also a segment of the Packers fan base. Perhaps half of it. I don't know. Um, I think I'm gonna say. Aaron Rodgers retires after the season. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Just, That's just because
1: good. just because it would make it so much easier for everything. I think that just because if he sticks around, which he's probably going to and he has every right to, it it could get messy um at the quarterback position. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's it's kind of turning into little bit of a Brett Favre situation and I just I don't really want to go through that again and I just think that if Rodgers would would sort of go away nicely which I don't think he will but it's a Christmas wish list Yes. and um, I think I'll start there I just I I mean you know as as much as Rodgers probably get a healthy Rodgers would give them best chance to bounce back next year you know I'd say in terms of you know, I know Jordan Love looked pretty good in the one, you know, the quarter and a half he's played this year, but right. um, I, you know, I just think that it would be a clean break. Packers yeah. are, are, no, are, I, uh, are I, uh, would be off the books of fifty million dollars, and um, or what, however works. I don't know. Nobody yeah, knows. they will.
0: They will have. They will have some dead cap, um, even if Rogers does retire. But they would be able to finagle it, I'm sure, and be able to figure out what what all makes sense. My on my like short list was clarity, um, just in general, um, with that situation. Yeah. So I. Okay, I yeah. So I, I had it. Like, I, I want an answer. I The thing that we talked about yesterday on Keg Jams, which you can go listen with me and Shay Ken, is we kind of came up with this idea of like, what if you did pay Jordan Love like a three-year, $60 million extension just to basically keep him happy and say, you're our guy, and it's a last dance thing with Rodgers next year. And it's Rodgers, it's yeah. Bakhtiari's last dance, maybe Randall Cobb perhaps big dog, like it's everybody's last dance one more year, get another year of Watson and Dobbs. And it's just, everybody's on board. Everybody's, everybody's connected. Love is happy because he has some security and yeah, it sucks that he's a backup, but he's also making $20 million as a backup.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, but wasn't, isn't that what his fifth year option is like 19 million? It's,
0: uh, is it 19? I thought it was 15.
1: So I, well, that's where okay, I so ju- either way it's it up though. it's a lot of money. I mean, yes. so I could probably get on board with that just because you're, yeah, like you laid out. He, he has some clarity on the situation, um, and maybe that's the more uh, PC version of what I said. You know, right. the more uh, more diplomatic version of what I said, where it's like, just give us a direction. Don't don't uh, put off your decision until uh, after the draft. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. which is probably going to happen because it's too easy. I mean, right. to just, and I think I was listening to Dan Patrick and Albert Brewer is on there. And I think he was asked about who, you know, who's going to have the most awkward quarterback situation, you know, heading into next year or coming out of this year, or however you want to say it. And Green Bay was one of them. And yeah. um, along with, I think the Raiders and I don't remember who else he mentioned, but I mean, it would be, you know, just don't don't put it off until the draft and he's probably going to because again it's it's within his right and Rodgers has a 50 million dollar you know salary that's kind of hanging over the team so he's got he kind of ultimately has final say so um right I, I think it'd be great for the fans and the organization to, to know what the fuck is going on by yeah. you know <laughs> um by the week after the super bowl but um I think that's that would be that's fantasy land.
0: No, and just to clean it up, uh, they they did project or quarterbacks in 2019 in the same tier of love was 19 million dollars. So yes, I would probably it would probably have to be three years, 75, or something along those lines to say basically, hey, we're gonna take care of you or do a two year deal and just have it be an extension so love could get his big contract, you know, like every other quarterback has gotten in the last few years. So yeah, I I do think it'll be awkward. I think Rogers likes some of the attention, even though he says he doesn't, I mean, it's going to be a consistent topic, uh, whether it's Stephen A, whether it's Skip Bayless, whether it's local radio, whether it's national radio, everybody is going to talk about this, this if it doesn't get resolved. So I think there's a lot of reasons. And on top of that, to your point about like the draft and I the only thing I can see is because you have the start of the NFL regular season is March 15th or 16th or something like that maybe you resolve it before then so you get your money in line you figure out what you're doing and then you attack it in whatever fashion that may be yeah
1: i mean that would be again that it, would be a, a dream uh, yeah scenario. that's that's
0: the christmas that's the christmas wish and i'll stay with the bucks um or the uh, Bucks Packers excuse me uh I was I have Bucks on my mind we're going to talk a lot about the Bucks I think the Bucks will find themselves on this Christmas wish list uh but I'm going to stay with Packers and it's a it's a run the table part two um I do not want to tank I think it's loser behavior I think it's not the NBA I think you can get really talented players no matter really where you draft um I understand the opportunity becomes greater the higher you go up in that draft but I just want to see a run, and I want to see them have a legitimate shot at it, and not be sitting here on New Year's Day um, when they play the Vikings and saying if we just would have beat the Lions or we just would have beat the Commanders or the Giants, you name it. Like there are so many different examples that you can point to and say just if you just done that, it's a totally different season. And I I kind of don't want that. I realize that that is basically again to your point about Christmas. Like this is a fantasy. And it's going to take a ton of things to happen. But I, I just look at the teams that are, are evolved. It's the commanders, it's the Seahawks, it's the Giants. And they all just have a lot of problems. Maybe the commanders have the least amount out of those three. But it just feels like water's filling up in the boat for at least the Giants and the Seahawks right now.
1: Yeah, I would say the Packers got a little bit of help while they were on by. Yep. Which, you know... They couldn't lose this week, but, you know, the Giants and the Seahawks did. And, um, you know, I I guess just to entertain you, I mean, one game at a time, you know. Oh, totally. uh, 100%. The Rams Rams absolutely pulled them out of their asses in Vegas. Um, So I know that people got excited about that, but I don't think they're very good still. Um, I think that's a completely winnable game. and. I guess are, are, you, you could be slightly concerned or afraid of the Rams kind of with nothing to lose anymore. Yep. Um, That's,
0: that is a scary thing.
1: At the same time, it's like, do you really trust Baker to do that again? Um, because, you know, he didn't, he didn't have anything to think about. Right. Like it was yep. just like, go out there and play, especially that last drive. Right. Um, where it was just like, I mean. I don't even want to talk about it. And right, um, yeah. like he, he he now now he has a week to think about it. A week he's gotten, you know, his tires pumped all week. Everybody's and,
0: yeah, everybody's all over Baker. Everyone but still, wants, the oh, Rams Baker's are back.
1: the Rams are four nine right. Yeah, and uh, they're playing in Lambeau
0: Field. Yeah, probably going to be, you know, twenty degrees. It's The high, Yep, and, that's the high for the day. So it's going to be down Monday. around. Yeah, it's going to be down around like ten. at at game time it's gonna be cold yeah so not not great
1: even worse although i would argue the packers don't play that great in cold weather either but um you know i think the rams are are down a lot worse than the packers are And, and yeah you win that game you're six and eight and you know the packers on a lot of the playoff picture graphics you know they don't they're not even considered in the hunt but not yeah, dead yet you have and, to. You'd
0: have to consider him in the hunt. You'd have to consider him sniffing around. Um, you, I don't know. If I you would, thought That Monday Night Football has changed in the hunt because basically Troy Aikman's like, I kind of don't like that. And they've been. I think it was sniffing around two weeks ago. It was lurking around last week. Um, I don't know what we'll go with next <laughs> this Monday, uh, but it'll be interesting.
1: Well, and then Miami suddenly that game looks oh more yeah. more winnable than it did than it did seven days ago yeah and um you know. Never know.
0: I think with Miami, it's it's a couple things. It's number one, it seems like defenses have figured out Mike McDaniel and figured out Tua a little bit. Now Mike McDaniel obviously will adjust and figure out how to basically stop that. But Demico Ryan's and Brand and Brandon Staley both ran excellent defenses against what the what the Dolphins were trying to do and just beat the living shit out of Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and they just didn't want the smoke. And the Packers do have those corners that can do that. They now Joe Barry doesn't do that. And it, the thought of a chess match between Joe Barry and Mike McDaniel is like Elkhorn Barry. State playing oh Joe Barry playing Elkhorn State playing Texas or something like that. Like it's not yeah. good. It's not a not great. And so that scares me. But also too, the Dolphins are A, they're beat up now, and now they gotta go to Buffalo. And it's gonna be there's lake effect snow in the forecast, right when the game starts. And, I, you know, I don't know, man. Like, you, you can only take so many body blows where you just wonder, it's three straight road games against three really good defenses, the Bills, the Chargers, and the 49ers. Like, at some point, you just kind of, like, all of a sudden the air comes out of tires. There's not going to be a ton of Dolphins fans in that stadium. It's going to be probably a 50-50 split, if not more Packer fans. I, I just – there's a lot to suddenly like about that game, but yeah, you have to take care of business against the Rams. And if you don't, um, it would be the, it, that's I, it basically. I, oh, yeah. well, a it's it, but B it's, I, it's really a almost poetic way to end the year because it's that embarrassing. It's, it would be really embarrassing. It would just – it just would. Um, there's no really other way to cut it. It would be as embarrassing of a loss as the Packers have had. Maybe the worst one since that Arizona loss in the snow when Mac- Mike McCarthy got fired. That was a bad one. Um, there were two in – Arizona, I believe, was 2-10, and 10, and they, they went into Lambeau and beat, beat the Packers. Uh, would you consider the Lions loss this year embarrassing? No, because the Lions have been awesome since, <laughs> since that game. Like I, I think it's somewhat embarrassing, but if you look at what the lions are now, like that was the start. Like I mean, lions are obviously not talking about potential playoffs and things like that. I mean, I'm sure there are some lions pods that are out there. It's like the Packers games, the start of the championship DVD. You know what I mean? Like that's the start. And that's the Steve Sable coming in RIP and being like the lions started one in five or one in six on the season. And then this pack fortuitous bounces during the Packer game, and all of a sudden they were back in the hunt and they kept winning. And Jared Goff looking for redemption. I don't know. I'm I'm not doing a good Steve Stable, but you get the idea. Um, so yeah, let's uh let's continue on. What's uh wish number two?
1: Wish number two, I think I'll go to uh the Bucks and I will say get me a scoring guard. To come off the bench. Okay. Um, Or just, you know, some improvement in for like guard, wing, you know, just a, a little more depth because I'm a little concerned about what you're going to get from Grayson and Allen. And I you know he had a good game against Golden State, but, you know, he's a little inconsistent. And I just kind of have always wanted a Jordan Clarkson type. However, the way he's playing this year, I'm not positive we're gonna have anywhere near the assets to get him. Nope. Um, so, I, I mean, we'd have to get a little more creative. Um, I don't know. I've I've had dreams of Eric Gordon from Houston. Uh, he doesn't seem to fit in in Houston anymore. Just right. like I don't know. Like the Bucks just lost to Houston, and I don't remember him playing. He was in there, but he didn't do much. And
0: no, you know, Houston's, doesn't really Houston's get the ball. focused. Yeah, they're they're focused on their young guys. Whether it's and Jalen Green is a usage hog, okay. and, and and so it's like Eric Gordon's just kind of left in the dust.
1: Yeah, so I mean, some some sort of to me that's that's huge. Just to add add to that that wing depth, I think we're pretty much okay um, up and down the roster, except for except for that spot. Just because if not, I mean, that's a lot of probably Wes Matthews and a lot of George Hill and those two guys. I don't know. Wes, West tries hard, but man, he ends up on LeBron James a little too, a little too much and stuff like that, where he just physically is overmatched and I don't know um, just somebody that can, that
0: can be uh, of some wing depth for this roster. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, if you look at kind of some of the other names, you know, that we could think about Terrence Ross, while not necessarily a guard, I would consider him more forward. I know he's a guard forward, but he's 11.5 on expiring. I don't think it'd be hard to get Terrence Ross from the magic. Uh, also on an expiring is Josh Richardson. He doesn't do a ton for me, but. But again, he would be like, that would be an example
1: of a pretty treat a pretty cheap acquisition that like Probably would be better than Wes Matthews. I mean, yeah,
0: he's, and he, know, can he can at least position. Yeah, you look at Josh Richardson, and I feel like, I feel like that would be a upgrade from Wes Matthews. And defensively, he's pretty solid. Okay, I don't think he has great playoff numbers. Um, just from memory, I'd have to look it up. But I, I, I'm not gonna worry. We're not gonna worry too much about that. Um, and. I do think that those are kind of guys that are are there. I I noticed you said guard, so I would imagine that you're kind of out on the Jay Crowder idea even though it keep, that rumor keeps bubbling up I don't know every two to well, three weeks.
1: I mean for for the right price, of course. I mean if if you know, there I guess there really isn't that contract on the Bucks where it's like we got to get rid of that it's just Grayson. Um, As- it's Grace. And I mean, that, the per- that, that's, it, it. that's But the, like, that's the deal. And it's like, like,
0: do you want to give up that athleticism? I mean, and let's like, and let's put it
1: this way: like, when the Bucks got PJ Tucker, we gave up basically nothing, right? Um, and like DJ Augustine, who was, I mean, he was uh, he he was an embarrassment. A, a negative. To yeah, he he was he was a net negative, to, to to put it positively, and um it was kind of like you got rid of him and you got PJ Tucker. I mean, it, in that situation where it's like, it'd be more of a luxury or more of a yeah, luxury than a necessity. Right. Just, but, but with Jay, I guess he would provide more toughness um, or perceived toughness. And, um, you know, again, if, if you got him for next to nothing, I mean, sure, but I'm not going to probably waste the grace and uh, grace and Allen asset on him. Um, you know, I guess as it stands today, with terms of Grayson Allen asset, I think it's one of those things where, if the right deal comes along, um, and you got to throw
0: him in for salary, maybe. But I, I don't know if I'm actively looking to get rid of him. Same, I, I think he's built a case that he belongs on this roster. I don't think he looks out of place. I don't think it's a situation like Dante was a couple of years ago, where you're like, this just doesn't. It makes sense. Like you see flashes, see spurts that get you excited, but you're like, Yeah, I just don't know. And I don't think that's the case with grace. Good to Allen.
1: see, good to see Dante miss a couple layups. Oh uh, yeah, it's like, like he never lost just for all time's like, sake, yeah.
0: Right. It's like the pay Dante pays tribute to his time in Milwaukee by bricking a few layups. So I was uh, I, I, I was at the game
1: and yeah. uh dude I was sitting next to not not Mikey but the guy on my other side, uh when Dante missed that uh he had like a like a wide open breakaway layup and he missed it. And I think somebody followed it from the Warriors, but he goes, Man, he stay making layup or missing layups. And I was, <laughs> I just laughed because I just I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, yeah, he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it. uh it's something else, man. So all right. Number two on my Christmas wish list. I think it's just the Bucs establishing themselves as the best NBA team in you know, in the league. And and I don't know when that needs to happen. Um, maybe if we had to put a date on it, just end of January, heading into the all-star break, everybody kind of knows who's fucking running the league. I don't mind having that target on our back. I think the Bucks have built a decent resume so far. You know, they beat Philly once, they have beat Brooklyn. They haven't played Boston yet. There's a few teams and this week this stretch of games where you're playing a lot of playoff teams here in the next next seven can really sort of start that momentum. And while I'll be okay if we lose to Boston on Christmas Day, because it's just one game and we have three more to get home court from Boston, I would really like to just hit the ground running and everybody's kind of looking at the bucks saying this is the team to beat. And I'm not and I'm not scared of the target because they've already won one championship.
1: Yeah, uh, Christmas wish list. How about a win on Christmas Day? Yeah, that's for a, sure. That's, Absolutely. That's, a, that's a, I think, what you're getting at, too, there. I mean, I, I, I mean date-wise, I guess, you know, let's hope everybody's everybody plays Christmas Day, including Joe Ingles. Yeah. Um, Maybe you get a quick look at him and see how he fits in. And maybe I would say hopefully, I don't know, couple weeks a month after joe ingles comes back yeah like you said end of january is from all the rumors ingles is coming back on or before christmas day um so yeah i mean i think that would give you some a sample size of of this team at full strength yeah um so yeah i mean again like you said that christmas day game it's it's when all the narratives are going to be written
0: Oh yeah, that's, of course. That's what happens. Yeah, it sucks. And it's that's the part that I like. I need. I kind of need the win because of the narrative stuff. Because everybody will just start, you know, going to town on it.
1: Well, and that's that's the problem with you know, NBA is that it's it's everybody watches a game and and it's like that in the NFL too actually where it's like you have this standalone game. And oh yeah. Every, everybody takes because everybody's out on two again, so. Yep. After, and after a couple bad games, and we all well,
0: and how about how about everybody saying, "Oh, the Patriots' season's over" when they lose to the Bills at uh, last Thursday, and then the Patriots win today, and they're pro- or win Monday, they're projecting the playoffs. And everyone's was like, Well Patriots are back!" It's yeah. like, guys, well, it's just, it's
1: just a constant overreaction, right? It's and it's a, yeah, Go it's ahead, gonna man. happen. It happens in on Christmas Day. Um, you remember the Sixers game a couple of years ago? They were <laughs> Christmas Day champs after beating the Bucks. yep, and And, you know it'll probably happen again and you know just got to be prepared for it but man if they won that game i don't know like and weirdly it seems like boston would have more more pressure just because chances are they're going to have the better record and defending champs and or not defending champs but the finals runner up i suppose and the narrative on them is they're they're Upset and Tatum's going for the MVP and yada yada yada, and what if he pisses on his leg? On Christmas
0: yeah, Day? and, and, and goes jo- six for
1: twenty five and has eighteen points and, um, you know, Giannis has forty.
0: And I mean, he they did beat the Heat, I think, a couple times. But Joe Joe uh, Missoula Missoula, I mispronounced his name. Missoula, uh, yeah, he didn't exactly didn't really look the part. Against the Clippers, the Clippers took them to the woodshed. Right, they they had no answers for the Clippers. Fully healthy, Paul George, Y Leonard, two wings that can really guard Tatum and Brown, yeah. and Boston had nothing. Boston had absolutely nothing. They faced Golden State, Steve Kerr, and they didn't really have any sort of answer answer for that. They got just basically looked spooked. They looked like they didn't kind of want to be there and. I just wonder, like, how are they going to show up against good coaching? And Darvin Ham runs similar stuff to Mike Budenholzer, probably not at the level at Budenholzer's running because he has all his guys in place and he doesn't have to, you know, cater to LeBron or Anthony Davis. Um, and the Lakers should have won that game. hundred times. Like 98 out of 100 times Lakers won that basketball game. They were up 12 points with with three left to go in that game. And you just wonder is is there we're gonna see some of that come Christmas Day. And yeah, if the Bucs do win by double digits, it's gonna be a major shockwave for everybody in the league. Like, oh wait, we forgot about the Bucks.
1: Yeah. That would be so. a huge outcome.
0: Yep. All right. Let's uh last last thing on the on the old Christmas list for Santa.
1: Well, I guess we might as well keep it natural and go with the Brewers. (laughs) Um, It's because we went Packers, Bucks, Brewers. Um, I think for, for me, I'll, yeah, I'll go Brewers and I'll say just, so the William Contreras trade seems to be a good one and, you know, didn't, didn't give up much, but I would love to see them acquire a third baseman with an offensive pulse and um, not Owen Miller. I know he's the hometown guy infielder, but to me, he's the same as Mike Brasso. I need, I need somebody that's going to anchor the lineup a little, even more than I know with William Contreras, he's a nice, nice, good hitting catcher, probably going to fit nicely in the, you know, in the middle of that lineup, but I just need one more than you've, then I feel like you've got the lineup with the pitching um, for a small market team to be competitive. And um real competitive yeah and the, the cubs have struck out on everybody yeah and uh i don't know i i think i mean cardinals are going to be very good but um i think that you know a playoff spot would be would be right there for the taking and just, yeah just give me give me one more bat
0: yeah i I would agree with that. I mean, I think whether you're looking at a guy like Brandon Drury, right, who's still out there, 30 years old, kind of a journeyman, plays multiple positions, but has a good pop in his back. Also very good against left-handers. So you have that going for you. Um, you also – I've floated out the name Yandi Diaz from the Rays just yep. because he's very talented. And you'd be like, well, why would the Rays want to give him up? Well, the Rays have to pay – something like 18 or 19 guys in arbitration. Brewers have to do something similar. Um, but the Rays are cheap, cheaper than the Brewers. I know that shocks some pinheads out there, uh, but the Rays are a very, very cheap fr- franchise, and Yandi could be available because he's likely making, I think they said 5.4 in arbitration, and that for a third baseman who can hit. And is going to play a little first base too. His defense isn't the best. But sign me up for that. I do not want like a Justin Turner. Um, I I think that is no. a it it help, it helps against lefties a little bit, but he's way too fucking old. Same with Evan Longoria. Way too old. Like <laughs> I I don't want any fossils. Like I don't I like all due respect to him, I don't want another Andrew McCussian. Like I, I just I want an actual guy who can play the position.
1: Yeah, and the nice thing about Yandi, I think Yandi would be very nice. Um, he's got two years under contract, I think, at 23 and 24, maybe even 25. It um, says so free agent, 25 on, on baseball. Wrestling. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I, I would assume that I guess that means after the 2025 season. Um, so, um, yeah, again, hit 296 last year. You know, nice, nice, solid bat, I
0: think. would Takes would a bet. ton of walks, too. Like he, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, they would just be a really awesome thing to have in your, in, in that lineup that you're looking for. Right. And, you know,
1: we'll see what happens with Willie Adamas. Um, I kind of thought that he was probably going out in that Braves trade or something. <laughs> I thought that, because um, what's up with Dan's Swanson? Is he under contract? Did they, did they extend him?
0: No, he hasn't signed. He hasn't
1: signed. I didn't for think yet. so. So like it yeah, was like he got okay. Marri-
0: he- I think he just got married. So I think like which is just kind of a dumb move to go get married. Like that's one of those where you're your wife agent. sets a your wife sets a date and you're just like yeah sure honey like yeah that's great after the off season and you just don't even think about it like you just completely black out on it. And you're like well I'm supposed to be a free agent. She's also a soccer player. She plays for Team USA. Mallard Pugh. For those who are. Unfamiliar or don't know. I didn't know that till someone built the case for Swanson to the Cubs because I believe she plays for the Chicago Red Stars.
1: Hmm. So also, yeah, it's like, oh, let's get married the, the weekend of winter meetings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he just wasn't thinking, and just you know, this happens. This, you know, I, I I can speak from experience. You sometimes you commit to stuff, and you just you don't think about what's all in front of you, and all of a sudden you're somewhere you don't want to be. And there's, you know, Bill's dolphins on on Saturday night. And you're like, whatever. Didn't even think about it. You know, it wasn't prepared for it. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that's like that times a hundred because he's like, I'm trying to get, oh, yeah. trying to get a hundred million dollars here. And all these contracts are out of whack, which basically, I mean, we don't, not to go on a rabbit hole, but it's like, those are, those contracts are really to just basically Take down the AAV. They're also revenues going up, 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 and so these contracts are going to look meaningless in like two or three years.
1: Yeah, possibly. Although, I mean, it would be. I mean, well, I mean, thirteen years for Carlos Correa. That's he's going to be he's going to be forty one um, when that's done. That's basically a pooh hole situation.
0: Yeah, and, but that's the same with all of them. I think Trey Turner's yeah. into his forties. I think Bogart's into his forties. Like. Well, and Christian Yelich is like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, people forget. It's, it's uh, it had yeah, that's that's. Definitely... I don't remember exactly.
1: I I try to kind of okay. Nine years, two hundred fifteen million for Yelich, so oh. he will be. He is signed through twenty twenty eight, so he'll be. Let's see here, five years from now. Yeah, only thirty six when when he's when the contract is done. So. um I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe 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 Elch yeah, will turn it around by then. And um, but but you look at like Correa's numbers, and it's like, yeah,
0: he had a decent average, but um, you know, only drove in like sixty five runs last year. Correa will be a fucking afterthought in 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 San Francisco. No one's gonna care about Carlos Correa. Like he, that guy, I just cannot stand him. He's well, one of my least favorite players in baseball.
1: Kind of an interesting, like he was he, what the number one overall pick. Yeah. At one point, and definitely looks the part. Like is six three, like two twenty, just like ideal. You know, pretty good looking dude. But it's like, is he really all that good? Like, I mean, even with Houston when he was coming up and really they were winning a lot of games. I don't think he ever had more than a hundred RBIs in, at any point in his career. Um, so
0: yeah, interesting, I'll- interesting stuff. I'll be curious to see what he goes for in our NL fantasy league or, you know, we do, I do like an NL dynasty league. And so I'll be curious because obviously there's value to draft him because you're going to get him, him and Bogart. I think Bogart's will probably be more highly valued than, but yeah, those are going to be interesting, interesting uh, moves to be made, but yeah, we'll see. All right. My last one, I'm not doing the Brewers. I'm going to do the Badgers football. That is. And a, Quarterback from the transfer portal, uh, so just a very high competent quarterback from the transfer portal. I think would suit the Badgers just well. Uh, Nick Evans, who was a Oklahoma recruit and then went into the portal, very talented player, uh, was in at Wisconsin last week. Uh, Brendan Armstrong, who's in Virginia, uh, was in in there or coming to Madison soon. Who would be like a six-year senior. So it seems like the Badgers aren't committed to getting a quarterback in there. Whether they'll start, I'm not sure. I think Miles Burkett deserves a look just because he, you know, Gatorade player of the year in the state of Wisconsin. I hope that he's starting the bowl game. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, I I but we'll we'll obviously have to see in a couple of weeks. But yeah, it seems like Luke Fickle is making some noise with a few different things and getting getting some guys in here that maybe Maybe we weren't expected to be Badgers uh, before Fickle was in Madtown.
1: Well, I think he's he's built a uh, decent resume um, for himself, Luke Fickle, that is. And, you know, taking Cincinnati to the college football playoff just a year ago. I mean, you know, I feel like he's – that's not nothing, right? And, uh, right. Um, you know, the more I think about it, it's, you know – People should be I hope people are by now through the roof about this hire with yeah. Rick figgle Fickle. Like, I mean, it's massive. And sure. um, you know, Murph said in our in our group chat that it was the biggest Wisconsin sports hire since Mike Holmgren. I said, Well, Mike Budenholzer, maybe, you know? And yeah. uh Murph had really nothing for me there. Um no. but <laughs>
0: No, and, but uh, it, it's, it, it's similar. It's on par, right? It's a change in direction, but it's not some, oh, nobody. Yeah. it's, it's similar to Budenholzer. It's, and Holmgren it's was kind of not Holmgren.
1: Gary Anderson.
0: Right. I mean, exactly. Holmgren. I can't remember if Holmgren was the OC of San Francisco or I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that was a big hire considering what San Francisco was back in the day. And what you were hoping to bring to green bay it's similar to like when you hire josh mcdaniels you're like oh he's gonna bring the patriots to vegas when homer got hired that was the hope and he did he succeeded and won the packers their first super bowl in forever and now with fickle it's like it the the attitude changes they hire phil longo who is running an air raid power system that's going to be entirely different than what we've seen ever at Wisconsin. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of the Ashfields and the Shrontos the of the world that are probably just going to stick to D3 ball um, or high school because they they can't watch this filth that is going to be four wide receivers and five wide receivers out on the football field.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, quarterbacks in the, in the portal. What about uh, Keaton Slovis or uh, JT Daniels? Uh, yeah.
0: Dude, those guys just—they kind of need to fuck off. Like they've been there yeah, for they so do. long, and it's like, it, it's just I—I I don't know. Like talk if about a if, talk about a town horse. Those oh, guys. yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, everybody. Everybody's gotten, getting a ride. Everybody has gotten a ride on on both of those guys, but yeah, I, I we'll see. Um, it's it'll be really interesting to see what where it all sort of it all sort of nets out because. I could make a case that Burkett is a pretty talented kid out of out of Franklin, Wisconsin, yeah. um, and you know maybe that's that's something. Uh, I think Hudson Carr from Texas is really solid. Um, that would be a guy that I think would be a game changer. I don't know about Grayson McCall. Like Grayson McCall is exciting. He's fun as hell to watch, but he's much more of a runner and run. He was in that Jamie Chadwell single wing op. Like he was kind of running the option you know? So is that really what Phil Longo wants? I don't know. Um, and and, Spencer, don't call me Miles Sanders. uh, Yeah, he's old. He's old. That's a one year thing. Devin Leary is another one. If they, they really wanted to roll it back like they did with, uh, Russell Wilson and just kind of do it again. Devin Leary would be that guy. He's coming off a a pretty significant injury. Uh, but Devin Leary was a dude that I, I really liked like at started last year i felt like nc state was kind of this dark horse team and leary got hurt and now he's in the portal so who knows but we'll we'll have to see it should be should be a lot of fun and i will sneak in like a a half wish that just marquette keeps it up in biggie's play that's really just you don't need to talk about it i just really would like to have marquette be like a six or five seed this year that'd be awesome or higher who knows
1: yeah could happen could
0: definitely happen all right, let's uh, let's move on to back to box. Uh, our guy we we listen to, Bill Simmons. I think a lot of you do. Uh, he came out with his trade value. I guess thought process is the best way to describe it uh, on his podcast yesterday. Kind of a
1: an update to you know he does it in the off season, and I think it was a you know quarter third of the season update. And... Right.
0: And it's, I guess, coming out next week. Uh, and the ringer did like this rank thing where they created like this database of all these different rankings. And no surprise in both Simmons trade value and the ringers rankings. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo reigns supreme at number one. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, Drew Holiday was higher on Simmons trade value than I think the overall rank was. And he was, sung Drew Holiday's praises. Chris Middleton then showed up as well. Not a ton on Middleton, but there was no Brooke Lopez. And I was really surprised by this because of he's the odds-on favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year right now. He has been so impactful to what the Bucks have done this season so far. And if you remember, and we've joked about it on this show, there have been a lot of trade. There were trade rumors from fans because he has a very cheap contract before the season started. So it's like, if you're thinking about him, and I understand he's a little older, but how many teams Mitch wouldn't want Brooke Lopez? Like, what's the list? And and do you think, like, we need to write a letter to Bill convincing him to at least get our guy Brooke an honorable mention here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's worth a discussion. And as far as, you know, off the top of my head, teams that wouldn't want Brooke, it's probably, it's pretty small, I would think. But um, like Denver probably doesn't want him. No. Um Philly. Philly, probably, Philly doesn't unless Philly just wants to keep
0: him away from the Bucks. And B he did say B. he thinks Philly fans want him traded, which was not I wouldn't I wouldn't say that wasn't not interesting. If you know what I mean? Like it's like ah Well, he is
1: he is a he is a troll. I'll say yeah, that. And, yeah,
0: that's true. That is true.
1: Um you know. If he had no context, of course that looked that's terrible, but I'm sure it was yeah just him him being a fucking weirdo yeah and um (laughs) you know interesting thing to say for sure but yeah no i I mean brooke and, and i so i when you when you mentioned about you know i guess it hadn't really crossed my mind that that brooke wasn't on the top one top 70 or whatever simmons does yeah trade value wise um or in the honorable mention i just just given the history with bill and kind of ignoring Wisconsin sports, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> I kind of went back and listened to, you know, a little bit of, you know, the first part, just thinking like who, where Brooke would fit. I mean, I I th- I, I think it's fair that he would be in top 70. Yeah. Like, cause, cause Bill had Caruso. I think Caruso is a similar yeah. kind of like defensive impact, a little bit of offense, like good leader. Um I think Bill had Caruso in his honorable mention Yeah, um, where it's kind of like a lot of teams would take him, you know, he might not have the most trade value in the league, but you know, like you said, there aren't, there aren't many teams that wouldn't want this guy. And I think, I think Brooke is Brooke is in that category. Brooke's at 2.9 blocks a game leads the league. So I did not realize he was the odds on favorite to win the defensive player of the year, but God, I would love to see that.
0: Yeah. And, and I just look at it like, he is the most impact you could argue this season, maybe not all time, but like this season so far in the first third of the season, he's been the most impactful defensive player. And you have to give some credence to that if you're praising Jordan Clarkson for this development and becoming this player that he wasn't for his entire career, then why doesn't Brooke Lopez get that same sort of shine? Why does that, why is that not being talked about? I think, when he does this, and I and I think we all fall into this, is like you look at the young guys. You want to focus on the young guys because those young guys have so much trade value, even though their potential isn't fully understood, right? Like I I don't look at Javari Smith and be like, yeah, I want Javari Smith on a championship team. But if you're talking trades, and I, it's like I can have Javari Smith. Uh, for, you know, one of my older guys, and I'm kind of swapping, I'm not at a championship level, I'm doing that 100 times over 100. So it's easy to get kind of sucked into that. But I right. I do think, like, Brooke, with the contract and with just the amount of teams that would take a Brook Lopez on their team, he has to at least get a mention.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Brooke's offense, too, has been, has been up this year.
0: Right. Um,
1: shooting 48% from the floor, 40% from three, believe yeah. it or not.
0: Right. Um, and yeah, no, it's been, it's been really tremendous. It's he should be an all-star. Um, There's no question about it that right now the Bucks have, in my opinion, three all-stars with holiday Giannis, obviously and Lopez. Uh, and if Middleton makes a charge here in the next, you know, third of the season, maybe, maybe you make a case for Middleton, probably a little too late, but yeah, the Bucks definitely deserve it for Lopez Giannis and holiday at this point. And, Hopefully we'll see if Drew Drew plays tonight. Um how how are you feeling about kind of the next three games and maybe the stretch overall. They have Memphis tonight, then back home with Utah and then back out on the road in New Orleans. With this shit, real quick before before I let you go. Doesn't make sense that they'd keep doing this. Like I don't get why we couldn't play Utah Thursday and then on Friday and Saturday, or Friday and or, sorry, Saturday and Monday. To go to Memphis and New Orleans. Like, what the fuck? That's just so stupid. But anyway, yeah. but I mean, that's that's I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, that is kind of dumb.
1: I'm sure there's a reason, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. To go back and forth again, we've talked about well, the whole month of December. They're not they're traveling yeah. for every game. I mean, right. they have they have five or six home games this month, but. Not not consecutively. So No, it's so stupid. You're right. We could have they could they could have gave us a whole week, you know, at home. But um yeah, so I mean as far as right now, I mean, I had some Celtics fans in my mentions because I got it I quote tweeted Bar still Greeny the other day when we lost to the Rockets and they're all like, Enjoy your gauntlet before you see the Celtics and it's like, Look, bud, nobody scares me. Nobody scares me at all, including the Celtics. I mean, bring it all on. I don't care. You know, I, I feel like, feel like we should win every single game and it, it doesn't obviously happen because that that's the reason they play the games. But I mean, I don't know. New Orleans is looking pretty good, but then they lost to Utah who right. has been, who has, has come back down to earth somewhat right. quite a bit. Yeah. And you know, they, we play Utah in there. Yeah, you're right. And, um, you know Memphis, I don't really like them a whole lot. Um, yeah, you're
0: out on John Morant.
1: I just think they're fucking cocky. And what have you done? And, oh yeah,
0: no, big um, old Memphis. I'm, what have they ever done? Yeah, I'm,
1: I I, I, I'm all for having fun, but Jesus Christ, like, win a game before you talk about motherfuckers can't stay in front of me. Like,
0: yeah, we'll or, see about Javon Carter. I, I mean, I I, I hope you know, Drew's feeling all right, but I kind of want to see Javon Carter against John Morant t- tonight, uh, tonight. I actually will miss the game. I'm going to be at Blackhawks game, but I'm going to try to catch the first half. And, but yeah, I, I would really like to see the Morant, the Morant-Javon Carter uh, matchup, because that'd be fun. I think that would be too. I mean, you know, Javon will be, he gives a fuck and no. he'll be, <laughs> yeah, he'll it, be, will, uh... it could get spicy. That could get, you could see like, oh, Uh, John Moran got technical for elbowing Carter in the third quarter or something like that. Like that, I I easily could see that tweet from Eric name as I'm like scrolling my phone as (laughs) there's a break in the action for the Blackhawks and the Vegas Knights. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. I'm missing this one. I I feel bad. The reviews have been, been hot lately and yeah, to have to have a night off is it's a tough one, tough pill to swallow, but it's, I'm fired up also to see like my first NHL game. So it's a, uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, you you're beating you're beating me too your first NHL game. Popping I am. The
1: NHL cherry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Well, it was actually like a little bit of a backstory on it. My brother in law who lives down there, he given me a gift, he gave me that gift um, last Christmas, um, to go to see the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets. And then remember how the NHL had all that COVID issues where they canceled a ton of, like they canceled like two weeks yep. of the season. And that was one of them. And then the game that it was refunded for, he was busy and couldn't make it. and So it just never happened. He just got his money back. And then this year I told, I texted him like, Hey, I'm going to be in Chicago for a twerk thing. I uh, would love to see you whatever. And he's like, well, you want to go to the game? He's like, they're playing the bit, They're playing the Knights." And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I like, I enjoyed watching Bucks play the bulls at the United center. Like I thought the United centers, a it's a good watching arena. Um, so I was like, yeah, might as well. And Look, for, you know, could be one of the few few last home games for Patty Kane before he's on the move, which seems to be like one of the biggest NHL headlines of the season. I think him him and Taves are both uh, their crazy. contracts are
1: up this year. Yeah, so they're so. both probably they're both probably going to get moved. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, who
0: knows if they have the stones to trade them? But yeah, yeah uh, the Blackhawks are Blackhawks are a little bit in that that mode where they just are like. We they like money and they like you know people showing up and it's like if we if we get rid of Caner Caner and Taves like will they just will they just all disappear?
1: Yeah, I mean that's crazy to think about it. That's kind of the end of the official end of their of their run. I mean the dynasty's been over for a right. couple of years. Yeah, now, but... McGillicuddy.
0: Yeah, you haven't seen any Blackhawks fans of McGillicuddies for at least five years, um, right. maybe more. Uh, but. Yeah, it's it's something else, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Should be exciting. Those
1: people are all those people are all Bucks fans now.
0: Yeah, they're all but great point. They're all Bucks fans, or they somehow slunk over to like the Predators. And they're like, oh, we we're always Predators fans. We the Admirals minor league team. We love them. Things like that, but whatever. Right. It's just it's all annoying. And yeah, we'll have hockey here too in uh, at the Phi serve. Actually, the I think next week or two weeks from now or whatever that is with the, the Badgers the, or t- the frozen,
1: whatever they call it. They, they gave away tickets for that at the game last night, the Bucks game. Oh, so. well
0: that's probably a bad sign. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're giving away tickets this late. It's probably not, probably not selling as well as maybe like you might've hoped, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think hockey's as popular as people want you to believe around. Oh, it. look, uh, I did, I did a TikTok uh, tab kick sports. It's it was back in like September when, uh, the NHL was coming here and I was like, here are the reasons why I won it. And I got roasted. People were very upset at me, but I, I knew I was right. I was like, the market size is too fucking small for an NHL team. We don't, we don't have room. Like barely fans come to both the Brewers and the Bucks. They ha- most people have to choose. And if you added a hockey team in, it would make it even harder. And you'd split up that share. Like and then like, well, what about Madison? It's like that's an even smaller TV market. Like yeah. people just do not understand TV markets and they're so like T V market and population size are so important to figuring all this shit out. Like that's why it like drives me crazy. And I, we might talk about this last week. Uh, but like San Diego being a small market. Like they're not a fucking small market. They're a small T right. V market, but they have like one of the largest populations in the country and one of the only shows in town. So of course they're gonna spend money. That's that's simple. That's simple, stupid. Of course, you're going to spend money on that well, type of team. And I was thinking, too, like Columbus.
1: I mean, yeah, Cle- Cle- like that'd be. Uh, Cleveland has baseball and basketball and um, then hockey is now, you know, an hour down the road or whatever it is from Cleveland to Columbus. But and Columbus seems like a small market, but there's actually like a million people in Columbus. It's a
0: big city. Yeah.
1: And like it would help if Madison was actually like somehow bigger than Milwaukee. Yeah. Then then I think you have a discussion, but um you know uh what am I trying to say? Yes.
0: The, yeah. the, the just, league the league, the league would never the
1: league would never go for it I suppose logistically and you know that would make a ton of sense. I bet you if you put an NHL team in Madison, they'd do just fine attendance-wise probably.
0: Mm-hmm. But cuz you I mean you'd be pulling from the whole state. I just, yeah. I also wonder with the Badgers, would the Badgers even want it? Like, I think the Badgers yeah. would raise a big fucking stink about it because it would take away from the Badgers, and they, and they would be like, we have really loyal fans for both men and women's hockey, like, and you lose out on that. I think would be a major issue for them. I think their men's hockey team kind of stinks now. Yeah, they haven't been good in forever. Um, they they really have fallen on hard times. I've I have no idea. I've I. Don't really find myself watching college hockey. I feel like that's there are a few sports that just I have no I have no feel for. College hockey, one of them. Women's volleyball, another one, where I don't don't watch. We had some rabid fans at the bar we were at on Saturday night that were were there to watch Badger Women women's volleyball. I'm like, God bless you, but not not my thing. Wow. (laughs) All right. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh we'll wrap up here with the brewers and we talked a little bit about the trade and you as mentioned it was a good trade and you kind of i would say you stomped on it but you're like yeah they have third baseman they move up in the contenders list so where where do you see the brewers right now do you see them same as they were last year do you think it's maybe four wins better do you like how many wins is wilson Contreras worth or will will young Bill uh, worth um, how many wins? Uh, let's just rephrase it that way. Um,
1: oh, how many how many wins the Brewers have last year? I can't even think. Uh, I right eighty.
0: Now. And let's just say
1: eighty three. It, it was like eighty three something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like eighty
0: three.
1: I mean, I don't know. I guess he's worth a couple wins, right? I oh think. yeah. Yeah. I, I think that X. Ex- I'm trying to like. I feel like as we sat here last year, expectations were through the roof higher i mean higher than they are now i mean there was a disappointing end to 2021 pitch they uh,
0: were they were number five on like mlb power rankings right. to start the I year like and that, we yeah. and there's probably podcasts we listen to are like eh, it's a little high like i don't know about this and sure enough well, uh, it was because a of the pitching inflated. but oh yeah i mean
1: the offense didn't really hold up there into the bargain. They, they didn't play compliment complimentary baseball no. as we like to say um They actually won 86 last
0: year. I know. Um, I just saw
1: that. So, which, you know, again, I kind of stopped paying attention to the wins and losses by September 1st. um, Personally, just because it, you know, didn't feel good. And um, they ended up obviously not making the playoffs, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good, solid move. And um, especially, like I said, I thought for sure, like Adamus has to be going out in this deal. Then you know, yeah, Atlanta something probably wants wants a wants a shortstop, and it would have. kind of would have would have made sense, frankly. But you know, uh, Matt Arnold, the goat now, all of a sudden, according to Charlie, is uh, <laughs> um, you know, dealing, and we'll see again. I I you know I I want a little more yet, and I'll feel. I'll feel even better, but this is a real solid start uh, early in the off season.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a huge, huge boost just with all the negativity that was going on. And just, I, I'm saying on, well, it's, it's it's good to have a good to have a positive move that people are like on board with every, I, that, that. Everybody's on board with too. That's not like a, there's a part of the fan base where it's like, yeah, actually this makes sense. Like if you look at the numbers here, this, this all works. They don't have any of that. It's just like we straight up police. We came in and they we're told the Braves like, hey, give us Contreras and we'll give the A's or and we'll help you guys so you don't have to give up Vaughn Grisham. I think that's really what it boiled down to. They didn't want to give up Vaughn Grisham. They wanted Sean Murphy and they were like, all right, how can we make this happen? <laughs> and they were basically, the Brewers received some intel that the Oakland A's wanted Ruiz and they were like, Hey, we'll give you Ruiz. And they are like, sure, whatever, we'll do it. And they were like, well, we need, we need Contreras now as compensation. And there you have it. That's kind of the anatomy. Like, obviously there's probably so much more to that, but I think that's kind of how it all it all shaped out from what I read from Kurt Hogg and from uh, one of the fan writers. Like it seems like that's the kind of was the anatomy of this deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Braves are basically just, taking all the A's players.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, interesting. They've and... done. Yeah. It's like a feeder system at this point.
1: But when I, when I saw that, that, that there was a trade, a Bruin, I think it was from talking baseball. Uh, yeah. From John boy network. And. Uh, saying that it was the, <laughs> like the brewers and Braves are involved. And I was like, Oh, Corbin burns for Adam Duvall and Charlie Martin. <laughs> and. Obviously mocking the brewers you know, okay. last few moves and, uh, turns out Adam Duvall is a free agent. So that, yeah. uh, that tweet was no longer good,
0: That's but, okay. um, we, we, we win some, we lose some.
1: Exactly. But yeah, no, just pretty excited to see. I just, my thing immediately was like, okay, well he was good, um, as a backup. Now he started a lot of games early in the season, right? Like he was an all-star, yeah. which I did not realize. Yeah. Um, so, but he, I don't think he, I don't think he was a huge factor, you know, down the stretch. I don't he think played,
0: than... I mean, he was, he was started on the post. He ended up being the DH, but if you look at a lot of like Braves articles from last year, there was a lot of bitching that Contreras wasn't in the lineup on a regular basis that Snedeker had an issue or something where he was like, I don't want to, I kind of don't want this guy out here every day and be hitting every day with us. And so, and whether that was because of the strikeouts, whether that was because of the defense, whatever it whatever it may be, you didn't exactly see it. But yeah, I mean, he did. Well, he actually was better in the second half. But it is a smaller sample because he he I don't know, he had a few more at bats, one eighty versus one twenty four. But it was yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. Well, I wonder.
1: Atlanta must have just decided like okay, we've locked up like nine guys. We're going to have to probably try to take a step back on somebody here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And as much as like, God, could you imagine the Braves have everybody under contract basically. And then, you know, their one kind of iffy spot as catcher. Travis Darno's okay, but uh, he's definitely not like a long-term guy at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have, they could have had William Contreras for five more years. Right, um, but they they chose to basically. They chose
0: Sean Murphy over him. So. Right. Yeah, and I mean, if you were to look at you know some of the stuff like if you're kind of getting really nerdy with like leverage numbers, he doesn't have great numbers in high leverage, but hasn't really been a ton of situations of only 56 plate appearances in high leverage, and I can't imagine that that would be the reason why they're like, hey, we're we're gonna cut bait here, right? Like. He, you know, he 60 games were at catcher, and then 34 were at DH. So, really an even split. And I just look at it from the Brewer's perspective and say, okay, if I'm looking at this lineup, right-handers, Contreras is going to catch, and against left-handers, Winker will go to the bench, and then he'll be the DH uh, against left-handers, and then they'll use whether Carantini probably because Feliciano, who I kind of wanted – to battle it out with Carantini because I thought there was kind of something there with him. He gets outrighted today, uh, when they traded for Owen Miller. So we'll see.
1: Yeah,
0: had to get Owen Miller.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I almost wonder if that's a we're not sure Bryce Strang's going to be ready, and so we just need some, we need some reassurance. Like we need a guy like that that that's what we have just in our back pocket if need be. Yeah, well, but, it could be.
1: Probably Jace Peterson insurance.
0: Yeah, you could say that too. Um, and Jace, I guess, had a one year deal to come back with the Brewers, but Oakland gave him a two year deal and he took it, which I can't blame that at all. And I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he'll he's he's an Oakland A. He'll he'll fit in there just fine.
0: Oh yeah. It's perfect. Perfect A. And yeah, it's a long it's still a long off season. Um it shows you well, why also you can- we should mention that they got uh Joel Pyamps too. Yeah, no, it was solid reliever.
1: Uh, just throws gas. I don't know how much major league experience he has. Um, but
0: again, you know, doesn't hurt to just nope.
1: throw a reliever in
0: whenever nope. possible. Exactly. Yeah. They got one, <laughs> yeah. They got one reliever. They got they also got another another guy who's in double a who strikes out a bunch of guys like, yeah, it's, it's an absolute coup for the brewers. And I don't necessarily think that they are at the level of, you know, the Padres, the Mets, the Phillies, uh, yet, but they're inching closer. And what we talked about earlier about getting a third baseman would really help you get there. And you do have the pitching to beat those teams when fully healthy. And I think that's, a thing we all forget, I I do too, that they were not healthy at all last year. And they scrapped for 86 games. And if they can stay healthy, that's that's gonna be that could be a problem. It could be fun. Uh the was the last thing I was gonna say about just the where they are, where they sit. I'm really fascinated this year for baseball about the the balanced schedules and what that's gonna do to records. I know that's extremely yeah. nerdy, um, but I'm just like it's just going to be fascinating to watch. Like, is it going to help records because we get to play the Royals and we get to play the Tigers and we get to play some of the other like bad teams a couple more times. Is that, or is it going to hurt because you have to see the Yankees and you have to see the Astros and things like that. And it's actually going to like affect it in a negative way. But I think it's just, it's actually really good for baseball. And I think, I think I know a lot of fans bitched about it and said, Oh, we have less rivalry games, but, I can't tell you how many times I'd be sick of the fucking Reds or Pirates by July, and I'm like, "Fuck another Red series!" Like, yeah. I know. So I'm fired up for it personally, and I'm yeah. curious to see what it does to like just the the balance of power in in baseball.
1: Yeah, that's you know probably a discussion we need to have in a few years. Oh, totally. once we have the the sample, but it's it's it, it is a good decision by baseball. I mean, it gets you, you know, Shohei Otani will be. Uh, in Milwaukee wants us here right like
0: yep yeah I mean. we'll we'll be probably going to that i think i'm going to make it a point to get out to the the angels game my father in law is like what needs to see mike trout he said because he read well, tofanski's book uh about uh baseball and he talked about how great it is to see trout in person and so he's like i have to go so i'm sure I will find my way to at least one of those games because yeah, and I think it's a definite must for, and we'll have to, that'll probably be a good segment for us. to be like, which, which are the ones you got to like focus in on and serious to go to this season. Sounds good.
1: Mike Trout is definitely a less cringy, less socially, social media active
0: JJ Watt. So. Mm. um, Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. I, no lies detected. I feel that way about Trout. Trout, I I like like Trout Mike Trout, he's probably my favorite player, but I mean he's up there. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, it's yeah, there's a lot of like hey, very very cream cheese. Here's how good of a guy Mike Trout is and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, we get it. Like we we, we know. Have. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry that not everyone is this all American, you know, good looking dude with a wife and just like muscles like, and came from hair. like
1: a middle class family in South right. South in Jersey. Philly, and, yeah. And you know, um, stayed with the Angels, and you know, took took some heat from the pinheads, and you know, is basically more or less rotting away with the Angels. Yeah, it'd be but...
0: nice. It'd be nice to see like Mike Trout actually like win something. Like, I mean, it's kind. of – And now, granted, it's at the Packers' expense, but to kind of see Christian McCaffrey have this like moment is pretty cool for him, right? Like, he was right. considered like a top five running back. Kind of was. There's a little bit of like the Mike Trout of football, and now he's like a legitimate piece of the puzzle for maybe in some parts a Super Bowl contender, like the top Super Bowl contender or like the second Super Bowl contender. Uh, Shannon killed me yesterday because I kind of was like, I think I like the Niners better than the Eagles. He's like, What's your Eagles be? Because you just don't seem to like get on fully on board with the Eagles. But yeah, I don't know. I, I told him I'm like, I kind of need to see Jalen Hurts do it in the playoffs and. I think, like, the Dallas game is going to be a huge, like, moment for me. Of, like, am I all in on this Eagles thing or am I kind of out on it?
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I, but, you know, now everybody's – again, the overreaction, everybody's out on Dallas. Right, and,
0: right, yeah. Um,
1: because they almost lost to the Houston.
0: Also, uh, real quick, and then we'll leave, but it's, you know, having games on Christmas Eve and a lot of families – we'll have to have their, we'll have mass middle of the afternoon, right around the witching hour. Like, Goodell couldn't throw us a bone here. I, I remember it It actually. So it, my wife like found a time by a church close to us. It was like three 30. And it, it honestly makes more sense. We have like, such a fucking marathon of a day on Christmas. So like, it makes a ton of sense to do an early one. Um, And, but it reminded me of, and it, it's probably paints a picture for a lot of people about my fandom. When we were, I was probably, I don't remember. I was probably like 10, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. And the Packers were playing on Christmas Eve. They needed to win to get in the playoffs. And it was against Tampa Bay. And I don't know how good Tampa Bay was. I don't know if they were in the playoffs. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. But it was the last, it was either the last game of the season or the game before. And because you know, the schedules at that point were kind of crazy, you know, they were a little bumped up. And we church was about to begin, and we were going to the like midday, mid, mid mass, mid afternoon mass, and we were watching it. My grandma's, and it was close, and we stayed in the car. My dad's friend hopped in the car to listen to Bill Grammaticum miss a kick so the Packers could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then we went to the church. So <laughs> No Packers uh, to worry about this time around, though. Thankfully,
1: not until Christmas Day,
0: right? No, right. And then, yeah, it's then it's just talking with in laws about the Packers, which I, I can do. I'll be all right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you know, just you gotta you keep it you'll, you you kind of keep it a little more PC than you might at home. You try not to yell too much. Um, you don't want to be that guy at your at the holiday thing. You know, you don't want to be the rabid sports fan and be flipping tables. Um, but then I'll I'll be in my hum- my humble abode at my parents' house for Buck Celtics, and I've already kind of briefed my mom I'm like, hey, it's a really big game, so like we can maybe maneuver dinner around it if if possible.
1: <laughs>
0: Love it, planting so. the seed. Yeah, you got it, man. Got to do those things. All right, back next Monday. We'll uh, preview Packers Rams. Uh, we'll also probably talk a little bit about what the Bucks did against Memphis and Utah. And yeah, also share some thoughts of my experience at Marquette Creighton on Friday night should be a fun one in the Pfizer be a drunken ass crowd, seven 30 Friday night. Um, I wish Creighton would beat Arizona state. They're, they're kind of coming in and must win territory, which doesn't exactly make me feel good, but we'll, uh, we'll just see. Um, we'll see what happens there and yeah, anything else that uh, comes across the wire in the next few days and yes, Well, we'll still be hanging out on social, Tabitha Keg, Tech Camp Sports, Matross MKE on the other side. We will see you guys next week uh, for another edition of of the Keg. See you. Peace.